Welcome back to the NT Talks podcast. My name's Sean and we're back with another amazing episode. Uh, today we have a great guest. She is the Senior Vice President, Head of Marketing America of Christie's Auction House. Um, her name is Neda Whitney. Uh, she's kindly come on to speak about just Christie's involvement with the NFT marketplace. So Christie's is an established auction house. They're known for selling exclusive, fine art, luxury items, and they've moved into the NFT space. Now, they're also responsible for the sale of Beeple, uh, who is Michael Winkleman, who sold his piece for $69.3 million. Now, we're going to talk about that in a bit more depth and we'll go into the details, but we're also going to talk about what else is going on in the NFT space, what creators are looking to do, how they're looking to grow in the space, and also just, just talking about the NFT space in general and what, what's next. So, guys, make sure you leave your comments below. Make sure you leave your feedback, subscribe, share, and let's help build this community. Okay, so guys, welcome back to NFT Talks. I'm here with another amazing guest. Um, I'm happy to have her on. Uh, she's been named top 50 influencers in the NFT space by Fortune magazine. Uh, she's the senior vice president, head of marketing of America's Christie's, Neda Whitney. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Sean. So excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming and taking the time out today. Um, let's jump straight into it. I don't like to hold back. Uh, I wanna, let's do it. I want to know, actually, first of all, I want to know a bit about yourself, in, introduction into the NFT space and because I know that you haven't been you haven't been at Christie's for what is quite new aren't you yeah that's right so I joined Christie's in the beginning of this year and it is my first foray into what we call client side back when I worked on the agency side I've been in the advertising agency world for about 20 years Mm -hmm. um, at all sorts of different types of agencies in New York San Francisco London and Paris Um, And when I got a call from Christie's, it's kind of one of those calls you cannot refuse. Such an exciting time to join art and auction. Um, NFTs notwithstanding, because it hadn't really become a thing until, you know, March of this year for us. But knowing that digital transformation had been accelerated because of COVID, much like every other brand out there, we were also forced to scrap a very methodical roadmap and accelerate all of our digital efforts. And knowing that that was going on, knowing that we were interested in getting into cryptocurrency and different spaces. Um, And just the work that Christie's does is so varied. It's so exciting. As a marketer, I I say it's a gift to be able to market these rare and exclusive objects. Uh, So it was super exciting for me. And then I joined, and then we started having really, really in-depth conversations about, let's do some sales with crypto. Let's, Let's talk about NFTs. And then I don't think anyone could have anticipated the results that we got with our first NFT sale. Super exciting, $69.3 million, um, kind of a watershed moment in the NFT marketplace. So then we were off to the races. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into that, uh, talking about people's sale. But I mean, did you, have you got a background in crypto or uh, anything like that? Or were you brought in for that case? It was just, a, just time, literally timing. No, I mean, I have spent um, the last six years of my career at a digital agency called RGA and working on um, really blue chip clients in the digital and innovation space. But crypto was not my background and NFTs were not my background. I wouldn't say 
you know, in the art and auction world, I wouldn't say they're really anyone's background. I think we're all yeah. kind of learning it alongside each other. And what it takes is a passion and an insatiable curiosity and the ability to kind of, you know, learn the next thing, learn, innovate, iterate, be curious, be willing to kind of change along the way. And, that, and that's the approach we've taken. I think that's you hit the nail on the head there is that it's so new to everybody. Everyone's learning as they go along. And it's nice to be a part of the space because everybody's talking to each other because you can learn something every day. And like, I mean, I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot from you today. The more people I speak to, the more I learn. So it's, it's so important to speak to each other and experiment and obviously having you guys involved as uh, such a big establishment too. It's, it's going to bring it the right eyes and attention to the space. So um, yeah, I'm excited. But what I want, what I do want to hear about Nida is um, I want you to explain what an NFT is. The reason why I'm asking you, I don't ask everybody, but I've heard you explain what an NFT is before very articulate the way you explain it and i'd love for you to have that obviously to explain it to our audience of what an nft is in your own words sure you got it so i i'm sure your audience is well versed in nfts as a non-fungible token but the way i try and explain it um at its lowest common denominator is it's a unique digital certificate stored on the blockchain and it provides ownership rights for an asset Typically, that asset is a digital one, um, and typically when we're talking about it at Christie's, it's a digital work of art, although our first NFT that we ever sold was associated with a physical form of art, and I know that outside of the world of Christie's, people are ascribing NFTs to experiences, to sports, to other types of collectibles. We sold an NFT of a recipe with Marcus Samuelson. Um, not too long ago at our art and tech summit so the nft is the underlying technology i think it gets conflated a little bit with the digital art world because that's when it really burst onto the scene but really it's that security on the blockchain technology for the certificate of ownership when we say the words nft and non-fungible token okay and you, you obviously touched about the a bit on the physical side so it's not a lot of people get the impression that it's just all digital uh, but obviously you guys have also sold physicals along with the digitals yeah. so um what I want to ask about is we've got this jump straight into like a few of these sales. Obviously, the Beeple was a moment, I'd still say a moment in history. I mean, yeah. before, I mean, I was in the NFT space before that, but it was that moment when that that sale hit, I was just like, what's going on? Like, that's, I've never ever seen anything sell a piece of art, never on a piece of art sell for that much money. And yeah. from your background in, in regards to art selling and, and, and whatnot, have you ever seen anything like this? I mean, I think it's the third highest result for a living artist. So it is okay. rare. It's, yeah. there's, no, there's no pretending that that was a run of the mill moment in art history for any type of artist using any type of medium. And I do, you know, there's a lot of people that, that question our entry into digital art. And the way I say it is, you know, we've moved from paintbrushes to pixels and mm. it's just a different oeuvre. Similarly to, you know, when watercolors became a thing, performance art, there's so many different types of art. And I think it, it is our duty as stewards of the art community at Christie's to open up new platforms when the community tells us that there are new platforms to celebrate. And that's just what we've been doing with, with digital art and we'll continue to kind of expand as long as our community is open and interested to that expansion. Mm -hmm. You talked about talked about performance of art. What's your thoughts on, I'm not sure if, do you, do you just see the Burnt, Burnt Banksy performance? Yes. 
So what was your thoughts on that? Because that's art in the real world and they're performing it to like, to obviously show that NFTs are, have, have got that value in a way. So what's your thoughts? Well, I, listen, I think th there's a lot happening in the NFT space right now. And everyone is trying to see like, how far can we push it? Yeah. And, you know, what are the social commentaries that we can associate with it? I know, I think it's Damien Hurst is doing something where, yes. you know, you can kind of play with the definition of art and the ascription of value to a tangible and an intangible thing. And I think that's the interesting conversations that NFTs are bringing to the forefront. You know, art is subjective there's no denying that and art is as valuable as the community around it describes to decides to ascribe value to it so i think with nfts you're bringing in this technological aspect and you're bringing in this kind of performance art aspect to it and so you can get a little bit more fluid with the definitions of art and the tensions between the artists and the the, the viewership or the clientele which is you know it's exciting it's fun it's a new frontier to explore Let's move on to, I want to hear about the introduction, the, the, the transition to Christie's moving into the NFT space. Like, when did you actually catch wind of this? And what have the conversations been had behind closed doors to lead into the people sale? Like, what goes on? Like, how, how does this come about? Yeah, so, you know, Mike Winkleman, aka Beeple, is a very established artist. He started in February of 2007, creating a single digital work of art every day. And for anyone that is a huge commitment to their craft and to, to art, ultimately he created this, this magnum opus of 5,000 digital artworks and they reflected society's conflicted relationship with technology and wealth. There was a lot of social commentary involved. We had partners um, at Maker's Place that helped introduce us to him based on his his prolific reputation in the community. So I think whether or not you uh, you know agree with his style, agree with digital art, you can respect the commitment that he's had to his craft. And I think the community around him had really um, grown with him and had really kind of said that this is someone that we want to elevate and that we want to create a platform for. So after we spoke to him, after we saw his dedication, it kind of it made a lot of sense for us to partner with him for our first foray into the space. Did you anticipate that that was, I mean, it was going to go for that much though? I mean, what was no way. talks? <laughs> <laughs> no way. Anyone who tells you that is lying. I mean, I think we all had really high hopes for it, but uh, all of us, whether we were listening to it on Clubhouse or, yeah. you know, we have different apps that we all had open. And I think everyone was like, oh my God, oh my God, there was another bid. It was, it was super exciting. And I don't think any of us would have picked this number for it to sell at. I think we were all really excited about the prospects, but it was uncharted territory. No one really yeah. knew what the value was for NFTs. No one really knew what the community was going to support. And so, you know, I, I think we were all pleasantly surprised by the ultimate so, result. So what conversations I had once a sale? I mean, we know, we know we've got this, the video of people like in his living room, like, oh my yeah. God, but what's happening at Christie's at that point? And, and when that goes for that much, it, what, what, what's everyone saying? What are the conversations? Everyone's like, well, what, what do we need to do now? What's next kind of thing? Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's the, that was the conversation. What's next? Because I think, we, we had high hopes and we wanted to see how our, our first try out of the gate went. And then with the amazing success, we were all turning immediately to 
what's next? What's the next artist? What's the next endeavor? How do we make sure that we continue to support the community? I think the community around digital art and NFTs and crypto was so excited to be offered such a um, really established platform to sell on. Mm. And I say that because, you know, the Christie's brand has over 250 years of heritage and we are known for selling the finest, the most exclusive, the rarest, the most covetable. So when we gave that platform to an artist like Beeple and the result was as astounding as it was, we immediately need to think of who's the next artist or what's the next collaboration that will continue in that trend. And so we immediately started to dig back into the community and see yeah. what's next and who's next. And was that ferocious, the next person? Up to the... No, the next person was CryptoPunks. Okay, but then that's, that's funny you say that, who's the next artist, because I, I wouldn't consider CryptoPunk myself as a piece of art. It's obviously a PFP project, a collectible, but yeah. is it a piece of art? I, I don't know. Like it's, it, so that, that's why I wouldn't consider it. But okay, so yeah, tell me a bit more about that because it was, it's, it's generators. It's not, it's not a drawing. It's, it's right, 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 right. I mean, crypt, we worked with crypto, crypto punks. We got a huge result for them around 17 million. We um, did sold some work with the Andy Warhol Foundation, which was yeah. some of his early drawings on the Amiga computers. We sold an NFT um, of Emily Ratajkowski kind of reclaiming the Richard Prince image of her. So we, we really went into a lot of different forms of NFTs. I think the Fawocious work, you know, was, was a, a really passionate project for a lot of us because of his message and his story, you know, really talking about his transition over a number of years and how that emotionally translated into digital and physical art. We worked with um, Lady Phoenix, a really amazing uh, curator to curate a selection called Proof of Sovereignty, which was really talking about the ability for an artist to reclaim their sovereignty in the space, uh, in the digital art space. And that was a curated collection. We sold NFTs from Gucci and a number of different um, artists and collaborators in that. We worked with... Uh, and super plastics on a uh, janky and googiemon um, drop. So we we've really got into a lot of different art collectibles, you know, uh, portraits, all of it. So how how do you pick? Like, um, that's what I'm interested about. How do how do because I'm sure there's a lot of artists out there thinking, okay, yeah. then how do I get into Christie's? I mean, what what do I have to have? Do I what, see my Instagram what, DMs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So as I'm sure that it's it's a bit more complicated than just answering just straightforward here. But I mean, what are you looking for? Like, is it the, the community? Is it what is it? Yeah, that's it's it's the sixty nine million dollar question, right? Yeah. Um, we are looking for a community. I think what we've found um, performs best is art that has a, a community around it. And that really fits into that covetable, collectible, rare, exclusive, and also story-driven. You know, I think what made Fawosha so ex uh, exceptional, I think we did a sale with Micah Johnson, who's doing this really beautiful series around um, Aku and his nephew asking, um, you know, can, can a black person be an astronaut? I think we've worked with uh, Mad Dog Jones, people who really have a community and are telling a story from a point of view mm -hmm. and are digitally native is really important to us in our selection process. We've had a lot of opportunities that we've questioned, why would this be an NFT? You yeah. know, we're, we're not doing NFTs for NFT's sake. Why would this particular piece 
be a non-fungible token. And that's incredibly important to us. And we take that really seriously. So who, I mean, I guess it's all, all your sales are done online with the, is that with the NFTs, yeah? Yeah. Um, who's buying, I mean, you guess you can't say who's buying it, but I mean, what I would ask is your current audience or your, your clientele that you have before, they're not used to buying this, I'm assuming. So how do you educate them or transfer them over to this? Or is it new? Have you got a new audience now? Or what, what is it? Like how, who's buying these things and, and how, how's it working? Yeah, I, the audience is different. We've had yeah. over 400 new people kind of bid and buy in NFT sales. Mm-hmm. Our NFT audience is around 13 years younger than our typical audience, which is really exciting for yeah. us, you know, as um, a firm that is so dedicated to art and object and really getting new people excited about the auction world and the culture that we bring to the space. New audiences is, is something that we're, we're absolutely thrilled about. Um, I think we do have a very serious role in educating people about NFTs, whether it's panels or through our Christie's education arm. We do a lot of client outreach to make sure that people just kind of it's that we demystify it for people. It's a new space. It's a new space for everyone. Um, and we're all kind of listening to the same 15 podcasts like this one, yeah. hoping to get yeah. smarter and hoping to get um, more intel on how to feel confident and comfortable in the space. We take that role really seriously. Um, recently, we did an art and tech summit where we had uh, over 100 people in person and thousands of people registered online, where we spent the first half of the day really talking about NFT from NFTs from all the different angles. We had NFTs in art law. We had NFTs with creators, with curators, NFTs in entertainment, in fashion, in gaming. We had Mike Novogratz talk about cryptocurrency. So really trying to be thought leaders in this space so that our clients, current clients and future clients feel comfortable um, transacting and collecting. Yeah, I think that's important. And it's and I think that's a great approach by yourselves because I feel that is two people. There's people that embrace NFTs and the people that don't understand it and are like, what is this? This is, uh, you just can copy this, you can sell it. You know, yeah. the, the typical <laughs> the typical line. So um, I think the education part is needed because also education of how to buy NFTs and that side of it, uh, because yeah. it's not that, it's it's not straightforward. And they, it's things not straightforward, but it's not yeah. hard, no, is it what isn't. I would say. No, it you know, yeah. it, everyone gets a real, really like nervous about like, I have to open this, metamask wallet and then i have to like buy this and that it it's like three clicks you know i i encourage people to just do it Mm -hmm. because it feels intimidating until you've done it and then you're like that that wasn't that hard and what i would say to the people that are like i could screenshot this is you know i live in new york city you can go to washington square park and buy a poster of the mona lisa that doesn't mean you own the Mona Lisa, right? So it's, you know, again, art is subjective and this is about ownership and you're either going to get it or you're not and you don't have to be into it. Um, But I think it's legitimate. And I would also encourage people, there's a lot, we talked about it at the start of this conversation about the community and about learning. The community around NFTs is amazing. Everyone is so welcoming and so open and really wants to to learn from each other and celebrate each other. And I think engaging in that community on whatever channel you're comfortable with, whether that's Twitter or Discord or, you know, listening to the podcasts, it, it, it really does make a difference. And I think it's also, you know, 
this is right now, um, uh, Gary Vee, who I, you know, I really respect and, and has jumped into a lot of spaces, talks a lot about NFTs. And he posted something recently that said, you know, this is like when apps were first launching. And, you know, at first everyone was like, these are, these are kind of silly. I can like get the weather from other places. Why do I need a weather app? And now we all like can't survive without weather app and map apps and everything else. But there's a lot of apps that failed yes. and not everything is going to be the next Uber, but some things will be. So, you know, buyer beware, but do your research and really find the thing that speaks to you. And that's the thing that if you want to invest in that you should. Yeah, I agree. I see Gary v putting out a lot of uh, important content out there for yeah. the, the, this, this, the realistic side of it is there's a lot of things going on. And as we go on, there's going to be a lot more projects out there and yeah. art to buy. And you're just going to be mindful and education is the way forward. Yeah. Um, with any, with, and we, totally we, we say this in, in everyday life, that should be your approach yeah. anyway. You know, so <laughs> the, no the, the NFT space is no different if you spend but money. <laughs> I feel like it can be intoxicating, right? There's yeah. so much discussion about like, oh, the floor for this and oh, I bought this and sold it for this. And now I'm buying a house. And, you know, yes. a lot of money is changing hands right now, but it's just being smart with, you know, what your risk tolerance is. It, it, very much like any other investment in asset class. Yeah, it moves on to my next thing is uh, I, I remember being in the clubhouse when uh, the board Apes uh, was just dropped, being minted, and I didn't do it. I, I don't know why. I've been going with that. <laughs> regret. I, I, yeah, I guess it is regret. And I, and I still haven't brought one to this day of what it, obviously it's taken off. It's done amazing. And obviously you guys are now getting involved with it. Well, Christie's Asia are getting involved with uh, the board Apes. Would you like yeah. to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, we are selling Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs as well as some CryptoPunks and MeBits, which is Larva Lab's latest creation. That sale is going to happen in Asia on September 17th. It'll be the first NFT sold um, in sale in Asia. It's it, the sale is titled No Time Like Present. It's very exciting. I think it's also the first time that Board Ape Yacht Club and MeBits will be offered outside of an NFT trading platform. So it's a big moment for, for yeah. them and for us. And, you know, we're, we're excited about that sale. Our Asia team is super excited about that sale and can't wait to see how it performs in a few weeks. That's great, man. Do you, do you have to collaborate with marketplaces then when you're selling it? Or, or Christy, is it, are you in the process of building your own marketplace? Is that something you're going to do in the future? I think right now we're collaborating with marketplaces yeah. mainly. I think that's our current approach. All right. So the, guess, the next thing I want to ask is, we're talking digital, we're talking about the future, we're seeing all these things happen. Um, I want to talk about virtual galleries uh, versus obviously your traditional auction houses. I mean, do you guys have a virtual gallery or are you moving um, that space? So we have uh, online virtual experiences. So you can kind of go through an exhibition and we'll have an online format for that where you can see the art, you can click through, you can understand more about the art, you can walk through the exhibition space. And our clients have found that really valuable during COVID. It's interesting. I think people weren't sure how our, our client base would engage, but over 90% of our traditional client base has started engaging with us digitally. Um, and we have 42% more bidders in our online sales uh, year to date than we have prior. So our clients are really adopting these digital tools and whether for us it's 
virtual skyboxes that we have during our auctions or the virtual experiences, or we have AR tools where you can take a piece of art or a piece of sculpture and put them in situ to either you know play with it or to see how it might look um, if you're not able to get into the galleries. So I think our clients have been really open and really excited about those digital tools. But do you see you guys moving into the metaverses and, and that side of it? Because I'm sure that's going to be a trans transition when there's going to be more and more uh, say auction museums or auction houses opening up in them places yeah and then as it goes on more people are going to be almost spending their time in the places I, I'm guessing you're going to have to move with the times like you are now so is that we're something? we're all about moving <laughs> with the times we're definitely having some discussions our art and tech conference was streamed into the metaverse so we've you know dipped our toe in the water um but I, I think more to come watch this space okay okay so keep not too much information there not too much but so Talk to me, what about your experience? Are you bought, have you bought any NFTs yourself? Yeah, I, I've been gifted a few and I love the ones that I have. Okay, are you, are you into talk about any you got or any of them? No, no, can, no. okay, can, keep, keeping it tight. Keep it close my, to you. My, my ETH address. <laughs> All right then, okay, cool. So um, is, okay, apart from that, PFP projects, um, any, any of them you're looking at there that you feel that, okay, you're interested in that kind of bringing a bit of- Oh, listen, I mean, I think they're all super fascinating. I think um, there's, I, I want to say it's called Women of the World NFTs. Yes, that I, think are I really, really you were going to say that. that yeah, one, that are really phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the work that obviously Board Ape Yacht Club and, and um, Mebits and Larva Labs yeah. and Demo Labs, they're, they're all doing really cool stuff. I think it's just going to be a matter of what we think the community continues to have appetite for, for us. But personally, mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of beautiful art being created out there. And I love seeing those creator communities really being elevated to a higher level. Okay. And you feel like Chris is just going to keep it at the art side of it because we know NFTs is just, I mean, art is just touching the tip of the iceberg. We're talking about tickets. We're talking about events. We're talking about every, there's, there's so much things we can do with NFTs these days. So, are you do you think that Christy are going to adopt more and more of the NFT uh, way? And I do, I do. Actually, um, uh, we have our first ever design NFT that's currently on sale with Misha okay. Khan, and it's um, a three D model that's kind of uh, there's a video created around it, and mm -hmm. then we're, we've NFT'd frames of the video, and we're also going to um, the owners of the lots can three D print lots as well which is okay. super exciting um and misha khan has already kind of put together one fully printed piece that's in our galleries right now that's gorgeous so that's really exciting it's the first ever design nft and you know i think we're probably going to see it more happening we we're partnering with justin versano right now okay. for um a photograph a, a photographic nft collection as well so yeah i don't think it's just going to be digital art i think we're we're starting to broaden the aperture what are you excited about um industry-wise i mean obviously we, we're going to say art is going to be the first it's a, but what else is anything else are you excited about music and nfts on a are you excited about the gaming side of it or I mean, there's so much out there. We had um, John Linden from Mythical uh, Games on our panel yeah. at the Art and Tech Summit. And obviously in their game, they partnered with Burberry, Burberry. and it sold like 
hotcakes. And so that's really exciting for me to see. I come from a fashion background, so I really love seeing what the fashion space is doing. I think, you know, I'm really good friends with the, the folks over at One Of. I think they have interesting yeah. potential for the musical NFT space. Obviously, sports NFTs kind of took off early on, and it's been interesting to see how, how that's evolving. And listen, I think there's so many more practical applications for NFTs. Like we're all carrying around these, you know, physical copies of uh, COVID vaccination cards or a digital um, photo app that's housing them. Why aren't those NFT on the blockchain? Why is our birth certificate, our marriage certificate, yes. you know, yeah. all of these important social security cards, all these important scraps of paper that we're constantly like losing and laminating and being like, what drawer is that in? Like <laughs> those in my mind should be on the blockchain. So I think there's a lot of other real world applications for the technology and exciting um, kind of art and experience opportunities as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. You, you touched on it, it's about the fashion side of it is digital fashion. I feel that's yeah. gonna be extremely exciting. Um, just, just it, completely different. I mean, I know people, some people frown upon it and um, obviously you, you got digital, why would somebody buy a digital clothing? But if you're going to be in a metaverse, there will be a need for it. And we, we have avatars and we yeah. express ourselves in gaming. It's already happening to a certain extent. Um, and it's going to create a, no, a whole new ecosystem. I mean, I've got a bit of background in uh, manufacturing in, in clothing and the process and the time it goes into actually making the clothes to the point where if you were a digital first brand, and it would take, you can, you have less limitations, you can, it's environmentally friendly and yeah. you can do a lot more. And then if you do want to put physicals in the later, you can. Yeah, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, right? Like this has been happening in gaming for decades. And I think there's absolutely applications for it in the metaverse, in gaming. There's also, when you think about it, you know, social media is doing more and more like filters and lenses and all of that. Yeah. I went out last night, I wore a dress. Now I can't wear it again because it's on social media. <laughs> um, I mean, I probably could, but you know, ladies, ladies will do what ladies will do. And thinking of a digital outfit, like mm. that, that feels like a really easy transition from gaming in the metaverse into everyday use cases that I think a lot of people would be interested in. So I, I do get really excited about um, the fashion applications. I do think the sustainability message around that is a really exciting one. And I think, you know, I, it's a, it's an area that I'm going to wait and see. Yeah. I was, I see, I did see a, an example of a, a t-shirt where they had kind of a, a sort code, a, sort code, a QR code on there. And when you scan the QR code, it gave you different designs each day. Yeah. So in the real world, you'd have a plain t-shirt, but in the digital world, uh, where you see, you'd have a different t-shirt every day, which I thought was quite yeah. cool. And it's super cool. Super cool. And I, I think artifact, what was it? Yeah. A little while ago, sold all those digital sneakers um, in the minutes closest. for like over yeah. $3 million. So I think people will want it. Um, there is a collectible nature to digital fashion, just as there is to physical fashion and to streetwear and to hype. And, and so I think it's definitely going to be a place that continues to evolve. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, like, thank you for your time. I'm lucky we've touched on so many things today. Um, I'm excited to see what Chris is bringing to the table next. Uh, you're very involved in NT space. You, you are contributing, which is amazing. And you're doing it the right way, I'd say. Um, cause a lot, there's a lot of obviously, people that were coming to the space and I feel that they don't take the right approach but I think you guys have carefully looked at the space and doing things in a positive way so it's only going to help. 
I appreciate that. We try. Thank you yeah. so much for having me, Sean. It was a pleasure. No problem. Thank you for coming on. Um, let's, let's keep in touch. Hope to get you on soon when you do more amazing things. Sounds great.